Right, with me is John Ansell. John Ansell's been in Wellington today. Good evening, John. How was the day? Good evening, Grant. Well, it was very interesting. Um, uh, well, quite quite chaotic. Very, very festival atmosphere, really. I don't know what's been portrayed in the media. There were certain moments. Um, before I got there, there was some ugly stuff, apparently. Uh, police pushing and so on. And... Uh, Supposedly, some naked woman being pranced, being being pounced on. That's right. Um, she, she was dragged out by here. It. Yeah, but I did what I what I witnessed after I got there about eleven o'clock, because I heard there was a sort of an open mic at eleven, but there wasn't. But um, uh, I um, I did see people being pepper sprayed and running, screaming, and people pouring milk on them. So I got to take some milk tomorrow. I was dressed up uh, in my father's, uh, in a suit, in a jacket top and father's war medals on. So if they arrested me, it'll be this little old man with his jacket, with his war medals on being clobbered. But that didn't happen. But it might tomorrow. But I had... It, um, it might do. I had, uh, I had my two posters, uh, communist posters with um, How Dare You, the little girl saying How Dare You with a syringe and sickle. Uh, and I... And, um, and the other one about the New Zealand mass murderers, Jacinda Ardern one, Brenton Tarrant two, and I was waving that. I was waving that at cop after cop and asking them how they felt about participating in child murder and, and they, you know if they wanted they could redeem redeem themselves for the, organising the Christchurch massacre and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> one after the other. Um, so that was what I was up to all day. But but um, absolutely. But I don't know if it's I don't know if it's worked um, because now I'm hearing that. Uh, uh, they're setting up lights to presumably raid the raid the tents uh, in the middle of the night, or perhaps it's going to be a dawn raid. I'm hearing there's a plane load of people coming from Fenuapai Air Force Base, you know, military by the sound of it. There's been a few of these false starts today. They they try and tell you, oh, you've got to go and remove the tickets from your cars. That's just a deliberate ploy to get you out of the ground. So I, when I was told that it was a deliberate ploy, I didn't. And uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to face a horrendous parking ticket when I get back. But I didn't, actually. There was nothing. But uh, So there's quite a lot of false information, quite a lot of um, plants, as it were. People yes. purporting to be on our side that aren't, uh, telling people to do certain things. There was just a lot of courage shown. People locking arms to, uh, with their backs to the police mm. to prevent them from barging in and uh, pulling up the tents and this sort of thing. Yes, it looked quite good. Um, yeah, it was, um, and there was some, um, oh, Liz Gunn, Liz Gunn made a rip-roaring speech. I happened to be spent standing next to her talking to her, so I, I, I uh, got my banners on that one <laughs> as a sort of side um, illustration to, to her, I think. I don't know where that appeared. I think I heard it on Vinny. Someone said it was on Vinny or something. But she, you know, she did well, and it was a very, uh, yeah, it was, it was very affirming, the atmosphere there. I don't know how many people, but there were just, was teeming with people apparently a lot more than yesterday and hopefully that will increase you know in leaps and bounds and in week the weekend there'll be uh, another convoy coming but you know it depends what they do tomorrow depends whether the police have uh, decided to double down and um they were pretty wimpy today when i when i was watching them but uh, there was the occasional scuffle there was um a pushing of a barricade and i thought well, that'll go well with that song wouldn't it you know do you hear the people sing there's yeah. a barricade line in that one yeah but um, I did see some guys pushing at the barricade. Um, but it rather depends what they're going to do in the middle of tonight and how many are still going to camp out. But there's all sorts of talk about people coming back in, in renewed numbers and uh, 
convoys making their way down, um, possibly obstructed. It's very yes, hard to get the I'd, actual. I'd heard that. Fact. Um, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that they were they were um, there was uh, sort of a. Uh, I don't know if they're planning it or they're doing it just north of Wellington for southbound yeah. traffic. I don't know how they do that. I don't know the they legalities might. of that. The problem, though, is that this might all be playing into Ardern's hands and she might be using it as an excuse to impose martial law, mm. which is long been predicted. Mm. Um, and then we're all in trouble. So, you know, uh, it's a chess game. Today, I would say the the people won mm, that's, that's the feeling we because get. we kept the other people out kept the cops out we uh, you know we we unsettled them one way or another lots of people shouting at the cops um uh, ask you know asking them to examine their consciences and not necessarily those words but um and from what we could see of their faces which were masked you know they, they, their eyes were betraying a certain discomfort but hey, you know it depends. You know, I, I I said to them at one stage, I said, "Look, you're not you're not bad people, you're just cowards and and traitors, and you could be heroes, an opportunity to be heroes because we rely on you to arrest these people. The criminals are behind you, not in front. You know, stuff like that. But um, you've got to get on the microphone tomorrow, that, that because they'll be listening to it. You've got to get on, John." Get on the microphone. Absolutely. Oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, there was a lot of people that spoke, and um, there was one particular guy. I can't remember his name, but he, you know, he, the women do it a certain way, and I don't think it works. Uh, and um, but this guy got up. Oh, he was he was great. He a lot of cheering. Um, I just can't bring the detail back. It's quite late, but you know that's the sort of rip roaring stuff you need, um, so that they get the message that this you know this has to be ended it, we cannot put our you know soldiers don't put their own survival as 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 the first thing do they no. they put their country as the first thing yes um well everyone's today is going, oh we've got to be peaceful we've got to be you know sit down and all this well the police were dragging people away who were sitting down that's right but that yeah. doesn't work i saw stand that. up to the board. oh yes this guy mm. he was in a green shirt but that's not much help um i can't remember his name but, yeah, he was talking about bullies. It's the bullies, the bully politicians, the bully police, uh, and you've got to bully the bullies. If you don't bully the bullies, the bullies bully you. So, um, yeah, that was the message from that particular chap. And I was talking to Kelvin Alp, too, uh, and he's he's frustrated with the, the sort of Voices for Freedom approach. Um, he wants to go tougher, and uh, a lot of the guys do. A lot of the guys are frustrated with, you know, why do we have to be such... Uh, such uh, religious pacifists. That's not how you win wars. Um, and everything's about love. and Well, that's fine. Love is fine, but it doesn't stop children being murdered. You know, and that's what we've got to focus. We've got to focus everybody's minds on the, the murder of... Now, I heard today, just now, in fact, when, when you rang me, I was in the middle of a call to this person. I don't think I'll identify because I don't have permission at this stage, but you know the person. Uh, were telling me that a, that a five-year-old in Southland has died 48 hours after the jab. And what five-year-old dies 
at all, you know, and, those, and there's going to be a, a funeral. The death was either in Invercargill and the funeral in Edendale or the death was in Edendale and the funeral in Invercargill. Supposedly, uh, the theory is that, that uh, this is organised by the government to, to, to um, you know, prevent the supposition that it must have had something to do with the jab. But the news will come out in, in the coming days, no doubt. But, you know, I will be able to say that if, if, uh, that a five-year-old has died after the jab. And, uh, of course, this is always going to happen. But it does add credibility to what I was saying to these cops today. You know, do you support the murder of five-year-olds? Are you a parent? You know, da-da-da-da. But um, that, that, unfortunately, that that is a good story. I, I got a lot of good stories today, which were tragedies, and we'll be able to interview those people for Liberty NZ. Uh, I've got quite a list of people. One guy with about 12 that he knows that have either died or had terrible reactions. Um, somebody, somebody said his neighbour has been in in a Devonport Naval Base decompression chamber, bleeding from every, and I mean every orifice, um, post-jab, uh, and, and lots of stories like that. You know, just, just me wandering around the grounds a couple of days ago yielded so many stories of uh, one sort of adverse reaction or another. And one particular guy had about 12 of them. Then there was another guy that was arguing with the bus driver because the bus drivers didn't get through, so they weren't too happy. But this guy shut him up when he said that he said the dog, his, his mother dropped dead um, four hours after the vac. Now, it wasn't. I'd misheard. So when I got to talk to him, it was actually not his mother. It was his neighbor's or his friend's mother. But that'll be a story once I get back to him. So this is what happens when you, you get amongst these... Uh, these protesters. See, it's not a it's not a normal demo. It's not like a normal uh, a lefty bullshit climate demo in in the cause of Greta Thunberg or something. This is a, this is a demo uh, about the um, our existence, our continued existence uh, on this earth. You know, it's it's extremely different and more important. And that's what's got to be got across to the police. You know, um, it, this is all solvable by the police turning around. So the enemy is behind you, not in front. Um, this is what we were saying. And and if they could get that into their into their heads and if they had the courage. Apparently one cop ripped his badge off and discussed yesterday and, you know, left. Um, well, that's the sort of courage we, we need to see from them because it's really all about them. That's exactly what we want to see. But, you know, if mm. it's all about us, well, we have to get violent if we if we wish to win. But we they are our they are our proxies. That's right. Uh, and they need to get that message relentlessly until they just have no option but to accept. Mm. And especially that woke star at the top, you know. Mm. Um, he has to. He's apparently a Christian, so you know he, we can ask him to examine his conscience. What he thinks Jesus would say, would advise him. Well, John, or Jiminy Cricket. There's another JC, Jiminy Cricket. He might he might take guidance from. John, when someone says to me they're a Christian, that word has become so porous that it could mean almost anything. Well, it's a very good word, porous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you know that was um, 
that was my day. I, I think things happened after I, before I arrived and after I left, so I'm not the comprehensive um, reporter. Oh, I did talk to some reporters. I said, you guys journal leftists, because they were, they were asking people's questions. One of them had a notepad. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, all journalists these days are, are, are paid propagandists, you know, journal leftists, I call them. And, uh, and they were sort of laughing at me, so I unloaded on them about the vax injuries and all that and, and did, you know. But one of them, his name was Craig Hoyle, bald chap. Uh, I can't remember where he's from. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he writes because he insisted that he was unbiased and he was, you know, he was going around getting, you know, getting people's points of view. So I said, okay, well, I apologise in that case because I'll have to, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what you write. Um, I must have, I, I jumped the gun by assuming that you were just another lick spittle bribed um, journal leftist. But you know, apologies for now. <laughs> so so <laughs> really he, he, he took a bit more information. You know, he, I said, you know, the people who are jabbed will uh, are effectively the Walking Dead because they're so stupid that they they. Fulfill the first criteria of, of um, infantile mental paralysis, which is to listen to Jacinda Ardern and take her seriously. And that's as far as those guys go. We examine things in a bit more depth. We are, we are really very, we are curious. I think it's the difference between the two tribes. You know, one tribe, the government says jump and they say how high. And uh, our tribe, the government says jump and we say why or no or fuck off uh, what well, we do our research now the other side i think thinks they do their research that's why they're so full of contempt for us i don't think they know what research is um research is is examining jacinda ardern's um talking points and believing them and listening to idiot state doctors like bloomfield instead of great doctors like um you know sutra at bhakti who says you know if you have a third shot make your will Make your will. Uh, I don't think, you know, this guy was listening to this and his eyes seemed to be bulging, but I might be exaggerating. But um, I, I got the impression he might have been hearing this for the first time. But again, I, I, I might be giving myself too much credit there in uh, providing that information to him. He, uh, he, he gave the impression for the purposes of our discussion of being interested and neutral. But we'll just see what Craig Hoyle writes about today. And another chap whose name, who I should have recognised, he was an older man. And he had a little notebook, and I didn't ever get to find out what his name was. But we'll see what they write up about the protest today. They'll exaggerate. It was mainly a very happy day, with a few isolated in, uh, incidents and not very nice ones. And I have this image in my mind. It's a bit like that that girl running naked in in in, uh, in the Vietnam War. You know, the little girl who'd been I, yep. napalmed. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not quite the same as that. But there was this guy that was running towards me, and he's, he was in agony with the pepper spray. Pepper spray. Mm. He still had his clothes on, but um, <laughs> he was he was he was yeah. not a happy camper. And then somebody was right there with with a bottle of milk and poured it right over him. Yeah. You know, it, this isn't happening it, it just country, gets you it? angry. And now, what I heard this yeah. morning was that the police, someone in the police had got, they were going around with a box or boxes and they were taking the tasers off the policeman. And I thought that was a good idea because I did see earlier on police did have tasers. So that was who, good who, that they took them off taking, them. The police, who, who was the taking, senior police were. Right. Right. So um, we don't want any more Black Brad Flutie type incidents. Yeah. I mean, 
unfortunately, I mean, I, I tried to get under the skin of the police by, by, you know, asking them to, you know, I was just one person. I'm not trying to make it that that was any kind of highlight of the day, but it was just my personal, you asked me what I did. And that was my personal mission was to, was to talk to every one of the policemen lined up uh, in such a way that they knew they were participating in a murder and that they were cowards and traitors and had an opportunity to redeem themselves. Um, but they just stand there and take it, of course. But at a certain point, a certain point I suppose, they, they would quite enjoy getting their own back. But uh, I, I wanted them to examine their consciences and uh, with, to, to, to whatever extent that, that is actually possible. While they still take a paycheck to do the state's violence, I suppose it won't matter. But it might make a little bit of difference. Um, talking to these cops they are not bad people they're just cowards like the doctors well the doctors are worse than cowards the doctors the state doctors are getting um you know three hundred dollars a stabbing if they've got five thousand patients that's 150 grand isn't it um so they're quite happy to look the other way and at the a certain number of those people dying and being uh, maimed and sterilized and you know how dare they really uh, um, the police are just taking a, a modest salary and and uh, hoping for the best, I guess. They don't want to lose their jobs, but they might have to, just like uh, just like good doctors and good nurses and good teachers. Uh, then who will we be left with? The real thugs, I suppose. It would be good to see that that policeman it would be good the one that th- threw his badge down in disgust and walked away it'd be nice to have an interview with him wouldn't it it'd be nice to know who he was mm. I, I heard that second hand from yesterday um that's a heroic story and uh i heard also that there is a parent uh, uh, there are parents who have turned down eight hundred thousand dollars from the government for the death of their child uh, and yet to be confirmed, but uh, I understand that's happened. But it would be really good to get, to get another Ashley Wilson, as it were, someone who, beyond doubt, can you know can talk, tell the whole tragic story, and uh, ideally about the death of a five-year-old, because that uh, would really send shudders around the place that no, nothing else would. Uh, and this apparently has happened, and it's just a question of putting the putting the evidence together. But uh, it's, it's terrible uh, when you are trying to, you know, do some sort of campaign to be in any way happy about the death of a five-year-old, but unfortunately that's the nature of this beast, isn't it? We have to get good um, stories, which I hate, hate the word, but it will take somebody like that. Now, I've got somebody yesterday uh, among the long list of – this is one of your friends. This is, this is Joe. Um, Joe Pyle. Yes, Joseph. Who will, who, mm. who will, yeah, he will come on. But he gave me a long list of people who um, had had one bad reaction or another, including deaths. And he uh, has a connection through to the two – the brother and sister in Christchurch, who I've heard about from another source, but I think he might be able to get get names and this sort of thing. Um, he knows it through a, through a truck driver's friend or something. Uh, but the friend is the brother or sister of these these kids. Um, 
so you know we're piecing it together but that would be you know that would be exceedingly helpful because that story would be heartrending you know a a a 15 year old boy and 16 year old girl or vice versa can't remember um dying on the same day the day after the supposed um super saturday and apparently the uh, i think it was that story i'm pretty sure it was that one the, the it was all over for, uh, you know the family were all over social media with it then stopped you know that's yes. the same was happened with um Ila, Is, isabella alexander's mm-hmm. uh, parents up up north yep, suddenly it's they happening stopped. with everybody suddenly they get paid off mm-hmm. that's exactly um, what happens yep and so we just need uh we just need slight, slightly harder evidence that's right we do it shouldn't it should i mean people should be able to see the pattern by now and only the really determinedly dumb deny the pattern. They can deny this specific and that specific, but surely they can't deny the pattern. Hmm. They have to be either dumb or willfully blind because it, it hurts them too much to accept it because they themselves have not long for this world. Well, I think uh, there's some... Um... The children have not long for this world if the news are to be believed. And uh, Liz Gunn, to her credit, said that today in almost that many words. Um, you know, it was a fiery speech and it was a good one. And, uh, you know, you just have to wonder how, you know, if it's, you know, if it's possible to win against this determined an opponent. Certainly the police don't look very strong. You know, they've they've been... Really, you know, you can tell they're not, they're not the police of 1981. But you know, fortified by the remains of the army, given that a thousand army people have left because of the of not wishing to insert time bombs in their blood tunnels. Um, oh, I, t- I, I don't know if I've told you, I I tried to give blood two days ago when I was wandering around um, Molesworth Street. I, I I noticed a Vax van, which happened to be outside a Vax, uh, sorry, a, a blood van, a blood donation van. Out, and, and the reason it was there was it because it was outside the blood bank or maybe a temporary blood bank in Aitken Street in Wellington. And so I went in because I have, uh, I'm not only a purebred like all of us on our side, um, a pure blood, but uh, I also have this, this particular blood type, which I can't remember, um, that is able to be used for anyone. O type. So is that? I think so. Oh, what did you say it was called? O type O. Oh well, it could be. Hmm. Um, but anyway, whatever it is, I'm normally welcomed. Uh, normally welcomed by blood banks. In fact, Facebook reminded me that there are two blood banks. Um, wanting my blood today well i've got a funny feeling one of them is the one i went into and because i didn't have a nazi pass a vaccine pass um they they um were not happy so i said you know i said more or less uh, i was actually interviewed by somebody i was i was venting and the person i was venting to afterwards just happened to be a voices for freedom sort of freelance reporter and so it might be around somewhere, but uh, you know, I said so. So, to, to, so in order to give blood, so in order to provide you know the stuff of life for another human being, 
my blood has to be contaminated with uh, with time bombs uh, in the blood tunnel, studded with uh, with trillions of graphene ox graphene hydroxide nano um, razor blades. Is that what you're saying? And she was none too pleased about that, and ushered me away. And thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know. You know, so are you vaxxed? Certainly not. No, I, I, that's why I want to donate blood because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't donate contaminated blood, would I? Sort of thing. So, and I think um, I ended up calling her a disgrace uh, after a heated exchange of that nature. So it's frightening, really, because if you need a blood transfusion, you are going to die because that blood will be contaminated with little graphene oxide, nanobot-infested razor, razor blades and whatever spikes. So we have to actually we have to actually get siphoned of our own blood and store it somewhere. I don't know how you do this sort of yes, stuff, but there I, needs to be a... I see a, a business, an entrepreneurial uh, business idea yes. coming out of that. Yes, yes Vampire Limited or something. Yeah, yeah. Pure, uh, pure, we, pure blood. We, the pure bloods, have to actually run our own blood bank. We're going to have to. I'm serious. And or for others, because the state does not have the incentive, because it has a genocidal incentive, it it can't quite get its, it can't quite find the energy to leap to the obvious conclusion that they should be looking for unvaxxed people only at their blood banks. If they weren't genocidal maniacs, then they would be doing that, wouldn't they? Mm. I have such distrust for hospitals now. Uh, in light of what the stories that we've heard all over the world, Western world anyway, that if I injured myself, I wouldn't want to go there. Because oh. if I needed blood, yeah, I think I'd rather die than go to a hospital and uh, them treat me badly, treat me like a leper, uh, mm. or even, you know, what's to stop them? I mean, how do we know they, they might be able to vaccinate us when we're sleeping or give us something that it's actually the vaccine? How would we know? Yeah. I mean, it really is, I mean, as I say, it really is as simple or as necessary to get into the consciences of the police and the army, it seems. Um, If we could do that, if we could make them rebel, I'm sure there must be little internal rebellions in these organisations that we don't even hear about. Yes, there are in the police as well. Yep, absolutely. But we've got to win with them because I can't see any other way of... Winning. We've got to get those guys today to turn around and go into that building and arrest them. They can't go into the building. They can only arrest them when they're outside of the building. See, I think what's happening, I've worked in that complex, and I think the, the politicians are probably going to work at Bowen House, which is across Bowen Street, and there's a tunnel underneath. That's That'll be how they're getting in. Yes, there's a uh, tunnel. I know, there is. I, yes, I know that yeah, now. I don't know if anyone's twigged. Yep, there is a um, tunnel. Yeah, when people talk about a tunnel, it normally means like at the White House under, you know, under Washington coming out and so. Well, it's like that. It is like that in the parliamentary complex. It's nothing. It's nothing uh, secret about it. It's just the tunnel that links Bowen House, uh, where a lot of the politicians have their offices. I was there once at ACT, uh, and you walk through and you get into the House of Representatives area, and. Um, and the beehive, and so that'll be how the politicians are getting in and out, I suppose. Um, that's that seems to, go, to be. You have to go in, to, actually, you have to go in. Sort of, it's like 
it's easy to find the New Zealand Parliament. It's next to the chemist in Lambton Quay, <laughs> Bowen, mm. Bowen House. It's sort of it's next to the chemist, and you go in the front. Yeah. There might be a side door as well. Yeah, there's a side door as well, but essentially it's just like another office building unless you go up the steps in, in the old building, but there was not a lot of that happening today. But the thing is, no. John, they see they have to, with us being there in the grounds, that's why they don't want them us there. They see mm. the, the politicians look out their windows and they look down and they see the people rallying against them. Mm. And I think that's important. And the media, they've been, they, they, they seem to be, according to Max Babe, who was on the ground there yesterday and last night, he said that the media spent all day videoing, and then up, up, they were up in the, um, they t- wouldn't come down and talk to the people. They were up in Parliament grounds of the Beehive, yeah. I think, videoing down, getting the, the the worst shots and putting it all together in a montage to make us look bad. And that's they, all they yeah, did. They, they get in. They get into Parliament, all right. Mm. Um, but there was a drone. I've never seen a drone before, I don't think. Um, but there was a drone, big, a big drone. I thought, has it got guns? <laughs> but is it a big, you know, I thought it was big anyway. Um, coming down on us, and I, oh, probably cameras, I don't know. There were a lot of, lot of police taking photographs. And that, that's then, so they can identify you and then give you a ticket yeah. down the track. Oh. Other people with big lenses may have been police undercover as well, mm. uh, as happened at Waitangi, apparently. Yes, to, and at Kawakawa. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. You said um, you, you said something about um, um, you know being forced to be vaxxed. Well, today um, I had a call. Well, yesterday I had a call from Steel and Tube. Steel and Tube. Uh, they said your order is ready. I said, all right. And uh, then I said, "You've got any COVID policies? You know, we'll have to wear a mask or something when we come in to collect it." Just wanted to know what this, what this, what what they're going to say. They said, "Oh no, you have to show us your vaccine pass, and you have to be fully vaccinated." Good. Uh, I rang back, and I got, I got, I rang back at the branch. This was, this was um, the uh, switchboard, and then I rang the branch here in Whangarei, steel and tube. And they said, um, one of the guys picked up the phone, and I know his name, and uh, I will play, I'll play actually the recording, because I've got it, um, yeah. and uh, I won't say his name, because I don't want to get him into trouble, uh, but he said, no, no, um, you, you, you're a customer, you don't have to do that. And yeah. um, uh, anyway, so it's only, it's only the, the staff, we will, we're mandated, and uh, drivers, you know, professional drivers coming and going, they've, they've all had to do it. But not you. You're our customer. You're the most important here. You've you've got freedom of yeah. choice. Anyway, yeah. I thought, oh, that's great. So we'll be in. And then I get a call, and um, it's no, you do have to be vaccinated. And I have to show a vaccine pass. And I explained to her, you know, it's one jab, two jabs, and then you have to have a booster. And it's every three months. Did you know that? She said she didn't know that. And so I gave her the podcast, and she was very nice, actually, a very nice a woman. When I rang back, she was on at the uh, switchboard, and um, we had a long conversation, which you'll, you'll hear, I'll play after this. Um, but it's very interesting, and of course, you know, I, obviously I, I, I tried to sort of win them over and just sort of let them know, and I you know, didn't want them to just shut their ears off and not listen and just end the call, which they do quite often if you come at them. You have to be so... You have to be so... Um, gentle with New Zealanders they're just so easily offended 
You know, you yes. just can't. They cannot so handle. So, are you are you saying are you saying Grant that you can't get your building supplies in this case? This is this is roofing for your it's, barn or your place. Yes, it's steel. You, it's heavy steel for, yeah. and I can't get it unless I'm vaccinated. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, I said, well, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And I said, what's the delivery? And it's about $120. Uh, and I said, well, I'm not paying that. I'll just pay. I'll just go somewhere else. Go to Vulcan yeah. Steel. They don't have the rules like that. You do have an alternative. I, I do have an alternative. But I said, um, they said, well, look, no, we we will pay your, we will pay for this one for you because you weren't told. And so we'll pay for the delivery. So they're giving me free delivery, which suits me. But uh, I said, you know, well, that's a shame because you know I won't be I won't be dealing with you because I'm I'm not prepared to go and risk an experimental biological agent just so that I can buy steel from you. I said, yeah. so you've lost me as a customer. Yeah. So mm. I just I I I I don't like living that dangerous. I don't want time bombs in my blood tunnels. I mean, I don't know yeah, why I think, you. I think you I mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, put it like that. That makes I was, sense. I was. Um, I was channeling you, as you often say, that yeah. you're channeling Lindsay Perigo sometimes when you um, when you were doing that, uh, that thing on him. Yeah, when yes. you read uh, one of his um, speeches. So um, there we go. So I'll play that shortly. What do you think of that? Incredible, right. isn't it? Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's amazing that you can't actually get stuff that you desperately need if you're you know, completing a house or something or a barn. Um, because you are not prepared to have time bombs in your blood tunnels uh, mm. studded with little nano razor blades. They're very cheap. The, 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 um, the thing that Nat, Matt, uh, Matt Shelton, I met him on the, uh, on the uh, platform at Wellington Railway Station. We had a good chat. And he sent me these, um, these photographs. He's, he's, he's checking all this out this week because it's from a New Zealand lab. But I think we've seen them anyway, from some of them from overseas. And there's one in particular that, that uh, you know, there's no straight lines in nature. That's right. I understand. Yeah. Well, this thing is full of straight lines. You know that um, that thing in, in Chariots of the Gods mm. that uh, is purported to be, uh, you know, space spacecraft landing strips in Peru, you know, mm. the, Nazca, the Nazca lines. Yes. Well, that's what it immediately that, reminded me that's of. That's right. These, these, these straight lines in these uh, that are apparently studded in in the bodies of the vaxxed. Um, you know, graphene oxide-assisted um, uh, chips. I'm not putting that very well. Um, they come to, and they're moving, and they come together at a certain point when the five mm. G comes on. Apparently, so I'm told. But you know, just just on the face of it, just just as a, as, a, as a straight. Uh, Frozen image. They they just look. They, they look like a, a street grid system. Oh, it's, like it's it's obviously put in there, and it's so small. It's smaller than a drop of blood. And MedSafe account for it as a conspiracy theory. Yes, they don't even. They've never even done any investigation mm. of this of these vials. Our helpful NZDSOS doctors, who are the types to do go the extra mile. Actually, that's not a bad phrase to keep using. That, that's what the great doctors, that's what great people do. That's what, You've got the most people and then you've got the best people, haven't you, in every field. You've got mm. the most and the best. And the best are the ones who stay in after class at school that's or right. try a little bit extra hard or, you know, do their homework for four hours instead of two. Or, um, 
you know, they, they just they push harder and they earn it. Jimi Hendrix apparently used to play the guitar from the moment he woke up. Woke up the moment he woke up, he was practicing scales all day long. Yes, so it was no it was no accident that he was as brilliant as he was because he put the work in, and that's what the best people do, and that's what these best doctors do. And they're very curious people, and they're very hardworking, and they and they're not box tickers, and that's what that's what Matt and people like that and Atlanta they're they're all like that. And how dare, how dare the people that don't put in the work criticise them? How dare they believe in you know anything? Jacinda Ardern says it's just lazy thinking. It's just lazy thinking. If it is, if it's indeed it's thinking at all. <laughs> it's just, and they're so smug about it. Well, they've got an agenda and they're following it. Yeah. Reduce yeah. the world's population, and uh, you know, if, yeah. so that means that not only will they be injecting people and killing them with their with their uh, gene therapy, but then when you, uh, if you're not vaxxed uh, and not, if you don't take this thing and you injure yourself and you need blood, they'll get you then. I mean, I was interviewed by an English woman today. I was trying to interview her for, for our thing, um, but then my phone died. But um, she then interviewed me, uh, and, uh, you know, she's saying that this, she can't believe it out here. There's, 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 they've taken out the... Um, the mandates in the UK. She thinks it's because of the effort of this particular group called uh, Together. I've also seen Together as One as, uh, online as well. I don't know if it's the same thing, but I think it's, it's something like the Together program. Is this in the UK? In in the UK. Hmm. I should have, but didn't ask whether the visiting of the police station by that legal woman might have had something to do with it. And lots and lots of police visits to lots and lots of people's visits to police stations lodging complaints i rather thought that might have had a uh, a sobering effect on boris but she just can't believe um you know how far things have gone here and how how communist new zealand is um and i don't think we can either because it's all being it's all being uh, sort of transmitted through this gushy kindergarten teacher uh, and communists uh, are not supposed to look like that they're supposed to look more like Helen Clark. You know, she is a real wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, and you can see the wolf, even when she retouches her fangs. That's what wolves in sheep's... Well, they're not, actually. A wolf in sheep's clothing is the opposite of that. that, that I'm just uh, confusing myself. Um, a, wolf in sh- a wolf in wolf's clothing is Helen Clark. A wolf in sheep's clothing is Jacinda Ardern. And the wolf in sheep's clothing is more effective. That's really the, that's the logo of the Fabian Society, the wolf in sheep's clothing, a.k.a. the big bad wolf. Um, but evil is supposed to look more like Helen Clark. You can recognise evil in the face of Helen Clark, and I've worked uh, for Helen Clark, and I can confirm. Um, well, it's interesting, an, John. As an advertising person on the fringes, but, um, yeah, she just looks more naturally evil than Jacinda, who is so much more devastating because she looks so nice and kind. Well, the Bible talks about um, Lucifer being beautiful. So it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of evil people are actually very beautiful looking on uh, on the outside, but ugly on the inside. Yeah. Well, yes, there's a lot of beautiful people who get away with not having too much in the way of intellect because they can trade on their looks. But, uh, no, well, the chickens are going to come home to roost for 
uh, Cindy, but you know, when can we get get get? Can we do it to her before she does it to us? It's the question. But I don't, I don't think being you know uh, nice at all costs. That is that is that is what's got New Zealand in this mess. It's a sort of a female view that you know the, the top value is niceness, kind, uh, honesty somewhere somewhere below that. If you put if or, or you know niceness or kindness, if you put kindness above honesty, you get policies based on lies, and that's what we've got. Um, honesty surely has to come first, and then they'll put rudeness as their worst, 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 worst possible attribute. Donald Trump being the worst person since the dawn of time. Really? Uh, because he's rude, or can be rude, perceived as rude. Never mind Jack the Ripper, never mind, you know, never mind uh, fraudsters and gangsters and murderers. Uh, Donald Trump is the worst person ever. What a pathetic um, set of uh, parentheses around your values, you know, with kindness at the top and and rudeness at the bottom. But uh, this is what we've got here. New Zealand does that more than anywhere else, as far as I can see. So we have to have honesty at the top and, you know, and genocide at the bottom. Slight adjustment to be made. That, that would do it, wouldn't it? Righto, Grant. Well, thank you very much, John. It's uh, most informative, and um, I'll be now talking. I've got Max Babe coming up in a moment, so I'll be, uh, he'll be able to give me a rundown on what's uh, what's happening now, and I'll share with yeah, mm. and I'll share with him what you've said, what your intel says that they'll probably if it's going to set up lights. He'll probably be telling me that, though he probably will be letting me know. So, look, if, for lights, you know, that would also, it's a bit of a psychological thing. You, you don't sleep very well yeah. when there's lights no, on you. No, So it's right. probably more of a mind control type thing that uh, Jacinda and co le- learned at Tavistock, uh, at the Institute, over Good there when they were thought, learning is, from the communists. Is, hmm. is Max still there? Uh, Max is still there, and he's planning on staying. And... Um, uh, and I heard Damien Dement today on Counterspin, and he said that uh, we need people to get to Wellington. So if you're thinking about going, uh, it's time to go, time to leave, get down there, take plenty of supplies, bring some milk, uh, bring some milk, yes. but uh, yes. and more importantly, bring water and, um, you know, Portaloo or something like that for yourself. Try to be self-contained, I would think, would be would be good. Um, and get well, there's down lots there. of food there. There's lots of food and uh, lots of water bottles. Mm. There's a massive um, logistical effort going in from uh, people. Some people, you know, some people can uh, go in the front lines, man the barricades, and others provide the food. And I've heard there was a, a phone charging station, which I didn't know about Brilliant. until Anne, Anne told me when I got home. Um, mm. But she's an example. She, she and some others are going down. She's going up from, from North Auckland, uh, and. Um, that's great. And I've heard there's convoys coming. Mm. I hope they don't lose heart. It was a very um, energetic, very energetic time today. And uh, hopefully that will be the case tomorrow when I get there tomorrow. I've got to get over the hill. It takes me an hour and a half to get there, but um, I will try and get there as early as possible. I don't want to miss any of the action. Yeah. Don't miss getting arrested, Grant. No, that's right. You've got to be there. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, isn't it? Well, I was talking to a 15-year-old boy today. I said, "This won't happen." You know, this is this is you know. I said, first of all, why are you here? He just, he was just he just popped by on his way home from school. Oh, yeah. He wasn't here with family or anything. A lot of people were popping in. Yeah, good. Um, 
and this 15 year old kid and he was quite receptive to all the information i thought I, he dropped dead of boredom mm. to this old guy droning on about wolves and sheep's clothing and things like that <laughs> but no he was hoovering it all up and i said you know this is this is this is a very significant part of history yeah but you know i had my father's war medals on and i said my father was only five years older than you he was this little 15 year old kid uh and i suppose dad was 20 or 21 um when he puts his hand up like everybody else and goes off to war so we do think about you know how hard things are for kids at the moment and it is by their own standards by our own standards we're somewhat softer than than our parents and grandparents and uh we do think it's pretty rough. Well, they'd come out but of the Depression, hadn't they? 1930s Depression. They grew up yeah. in the Depression. My dad was um, 1930. He was 10 years old, uh, 9 years old, 1930. So he yeah. grew up with uh, things were tough and um, you had to work yeah. hard. You never throw yeah. anything away. And so they, no, were, I asked, um, they prepared them for the war. Yeah, there's a guy mm. called Ross Muir who you may know about online. He used to be a, a, the government... Um, communications guy from the royal for the royal society when that was something to be proud of uh and i asked him you know what what part of you know he, he's not he's about 91 or two and he's still got all his, all his marbles um very oh, yes, busy i know ross yes oh, yeah he's a wonderful, wonderful man yes he's a wonderful man yeah very knowledgeable uh, i'd like to get i'd like to get him on the podcast but he's he's just been elected to some other committee <laughs> that he's got to look after but he i said what what period of your life was the was the one you hold most fond fondly and uh, he said the 1930s, when he was in, on a, a dirt floor place in the, on the Wairarapa coast somewhere. He's up in Auckland now, but he's living somewhere near me in those days. Uh, they had nothing, but they had each other and they had fun. And uh, yeah. when I asked my father shortly before he died, age 91, during the 2011 World Cup, which was probably in 2011, mm. um, uh, what period of your life, you know, was the bit he just instantly said 1960s. Really? So I thought, mm. oh, I wonder why he said that. I think it's because mum was at home, he was at work. Um, we had a little Humber 80, and uh, most of the things they wanted wouldn't start in the mornings, had to be warmed up and all that. But apart from those minor inconveniences, that, that that's what he perceived to be the happiest time. Mm. Uh, so that's interesting. You'd think, I was expecting him to say now. Yeah, now, whenever now is, it should be the happy. Mm. It should be the best, best of times. But both of those guys were reached way back. I uh, think my dad loved the uh, mid to late thirties, pre-war. Yeah, interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Depression. Yeah, had a, a, a nineteen twenty-eight Model A Tourer, and um, used to drive that. Used to uh, start it on um, methylated spirits, and then and then run it on kerosene because there was shortage of petrol. So they ran it on kerosene. Yeah. Well, mm. so the depression wasn't all that depressing. Necessarily. Well, it was a bit tough, but they were in they were sh they were in the footwear industry, and um, they they started doing shoe repairs. That was part of it. You, they sold. They had a big shoe store in Wellington. They, I think it was a three or four story building in Manor Street. Wow. And then that developed when my dad was uh, young. Um, yeah, they they. Um, they did shoe repairs, so they survived on those. And sometimes they'd have to wear the customer shoes if they couldn't come back. And granddad, wow. granddad was um, pretty generous as well with people. But uh, they they got right through the war with that employed staff and everything. Funny uh, you should say that because I, I had a shoe malfunction today. Did you? So I thought, well, I'll, I'll I'll dress up as an old timer with <laughs> my with my dark jacket and my father's war medals and uh, these shiny black shoes, which I don't really like and don't really wear. But I put those on. 
and um, and the sole dropped off today. It peeled off this entire the entire sole. I've never had that happen to me before. But oh. wouldn't you know it? I had another pair of shoes in the car. I don't, right. It's not my habit. That to, was lucky. It's not my habit to take two pairs of mm. shoes everywhere. It's probably the only time I've ever done it. But I just happened to have them there because I couldn't be bothered getting them out of the car the other day for some reason. And um, so I was able to transfer my feet into those. But anyway, that's of limited interest to your listeners, I would imagine. But it was interesting, clod-hoppering clod hoppering around right. to this ancient character with these war medals on, um, with his... With his with his shoes in two parts, or his, his uh, running into the cobblers for a quick yes. repair. Yes, a load mm. of cobblers. Yeah. Uh, also, well, another thing I heard today was that um, Z. Oh, I think it was Alana. I think she, she told yeah. you, didn't she? You'd yeah, get, BP and Z. Don't yeah, buy your petrol from there. That's right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't refuel the uh, the convoy. Mm. Okay. Well, well, we won't be even buying. In my, even in even in my little town, I have a choice of. Of uh, service stations, and I will go to the other one. Very I'll good. Go the, goal, the goal one. Mm, yes, the fuel's and quite I drove good too. Past the BP, I like the people at the BP, but I drove past them today, and I thought, well, you know, mm. sorry, I have, yeah. I'm a customer. I That's have right. choices. That's right. We have choices, and we have to do it too. And I won't allow. I won't go anywhere where they want to serve me somewhere else in, in the on the premises. Um, I won't. I won't give them my money. They either serve me. Or and they're not they're not serving me outside. I won't do that. I will not. I will not buy from them. Mm. There's a wonderful place in Masterton called Tripoli, and I like going there anyway for the for, this, for the fettuccine carbonara, uh, which I put which I asked the chef to put tomato sauce with, and he doesn't throw too many tantrums about that. So I like <laughs> going there. And um, but they were visited by a man with a clipboard, instructing them to put up a vaccine passport thing. So they did. But they put it on a panel of a folding door that when they folded it, you couldn't see it. <laughs> and they've got the whole the whole restaurant on any reasonable day. The folding doors take up the whole front of the restaurant. So, the, Brilliant. you know, you, you just walk straight. It's one continuous uh, indoor-outdoor flow. And the, I, I still haven't seen the vaccine passport requirement thing. It's behind the fold, one of the folds. Mm. <laughs> Well, according to Liz, the the people that are coming around now, they've been told by their superiors not to give their name, just to give a number. Well, that's illegal, according to Liz. They have to give their name. So if they don't give their name, you just send them off the property and trespass them anyway. Just trespass them. Yeah. 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 WorkSafe have got no authority to be handing out fines. It's nothing to do with WorkSafe. Handing out. um, Well, another another famous restaurant in in Marston called um, San Sebastian. Uh, they've been fined sixteen grand, but they know Liz. They know they know that they're not going to pay, and they don't. They're not losing sleep over it. And Tripoli probably will get that as well. There's a Clearville Bakery um, between um, Carton and Masterton that they were so determined not to sack any of their staff that they're now mortgaging. Then they're now selling their home. Because they can't, they decided they were not going to stay open for meals. They were only going to do takeaways just to preserve their relationship with their staff members. Now, these both, both they and the San Sebastian, they are members of the Dutch Reform Church, uh, and they are holding together. I quite admire the Dutch. I'm, I know so many good Dutch people. They've got stories of wartime of their grandfathers or their uncles and standing up to the Nazis and. And that's what these people are doing here. So many of the ones that I know 
of Dutch people that I know are, are being strong at the moment. Yes, that's, that's my racial prejudice, I suppose. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, they are. They are strong, the Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Well, funnily yeah. enough, talking about my racial prejudice, I was walking down the street with my new buddy called uh, called Tai Nui. His first name is Tai Nui. Tai Nui mm. Raika. He looks like a gangster. He's huge, <laughs> and uh, he's quite a good guy to have alongside you. But um, he's a Christian. He's a strong Christian. He said, oh, "I've got to go off and do a karakia." He's got circling the circling Parliament about fifteen times doing his karakia. Um, but there we are. We did a live stream on that on my second page, which I don't normally use, but they haven't banned me on that yet. Mm. But there we are. So we, we, we would not normally be allies. Mm. Uh, we would have different views. He was marching along. I was carrying my idea of a New Zealand flag, um, one that I designed that looks roughly like the Canadian one. Mm. And he was marching along with a much bigger sort of um, Maori independence flag, you know, the red, red and white stripe. Red and white cross, and uh, there we are, two unlikely, two unlikely buddies. Mm. But that's you know, it's just like Pem Bird and me. You know, we used to we used to be at loggerheads, but uh, we we form these alliances at this time. It's really very heartwarming, actually. Mm. It has we haven't got that much to argue about. You know, this is about our very existence. So, the things we were arguing about before were really utterly trivial. Well, we need to win this, so we've got something to argue about later. Yep. So I, I better get to bed, and get myself back to Parliament, and yes, jolly good. Forth, back to Parliament, forth, 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 where, where, where you belong. Mm. Yes, we should, should take be, a baseball bat. You should be Best in the helmet. Yeah, you should be in the building, John, not outside yes. the building. That's yes. where you should be. You and uh, Jaspreet Boparai, uh, oh, and and also um, Dr. Alana. I think she would be a great leader of our country, Alana uh, Ratner. Yeah, well, she's she's uh, in this. Yeah, that's right. If all of the people in the freedom movement, like I met Calvin Alp today, he's a mm. no nonsense guy. That's right. You, you know him. Yes, he, even he would be a good um, leader uh, in the parliament. He's not for all this wimpy stuff, you know. No. He's he's for he's for you know. We've got to plan it like a military operation. That's right. Say. I've, I've been watching right. him do that. Yep. I think he's right. Very good. Uh, yes, because he's military back. background, and he's he, I've um, I've met him. Well, you know, these people they're I an like inspiring him. lot. They're an inspiring lot, and all the people in the grounds of you know no particular position in the in the movement. They're just helping. Mm. Um, they're helping to bring food, or they're just keeping people's spirits up. It's um, it's almost like the ultimate communism. Communism, as mm. in uh, a commune, mm. is a very nice idea. It just it doesn't it, work. It's it it related to somebody says, I think everybody should be equal, apart from me. I think it worked and, in Israel. With the yeah. kibbutzes, well, that worked. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, that's right. Mm. Probably did. Mm. But you know, that was the feeling I got today. Everyone looking out for everybody else. Yeah. Um, against this common enemy. Unfortunately, it was the police. Mm. Um, they were the only visible manifestation of it. And it's not very nice because the policemen seemed to be decent people from what we could see through their masks. They had just got themselves on the wrong side of the public. Uh, and they well, needed to be challenged, and they needed to be told to turn around and arrest the people on the inside. But they weren't doing that because they're, you know, they're sworn to obey their commanders. But I said, no, you're sworn. To, you, you know, you should you should be obeying your the people who pay your salaries, people you presumably joined to protect. I saw a bit of thuggery though, John, from the police. Uh, oh, I, yes. I saw right. a woman, a two heavy-handed women, uh, drag uh, a woman out by her hair. On her face, she was she was naked. They dragged her out. 
and then I'm, I can't remember if it was the same woman or another one, I think it was a couple of naked women, uh, which was a bit silly really, it doesn't really help the cause, but anyway, they, they, they dragged them out, and um, then they put a, um, uh, then they held her down so that her stomach was on the ground, and, and they held her um, sort of on her back, which I thought was fine. Then someone came to drape a, a sort of a blanket or something over her, and then I watched this big, heavy cop, male, uh, come up and put his knee right on her head or on the side of her face. You couldn't tell because she was covered over, head was covered. And he put his knee right on her head or on her neck, like George yeah. Floyd type yeah. thing. George and he Floyd. just put his big fat body on, on her. And, you know, there's good footage there of that. That man needs to be uh, arrested for that and he needs to stand trial because that is unacceptable behaviour. That is just bullying. And I saw it and I was disgusted. And Chantal said she used to uh, have a great respect for the police, Chantal Baker. She said today that I have no respect for the police, what they did. She was in really close, up, up close, looking well, down, she, I think, on them. And she, you could see it was a bird's eye view she had, um, yeah. looking down on them. And they were, they were like wolves. They were very organised. They all had little earpieces. And they, well, they would just wait for the order and then they, would just, they just charged the people. Well, the people were sitting there and standing there peacefully and yeah. they attacked the people. Yeah. Well, and, you see, I, I can only report what I saw, and I didn't see that. So, mm. Oh, well, I saw it around. That's mm. very disturbing. You go to Chantal Baker's page and have a look at some of her stuff. She's been doing yeah. a great great work there. In fact, it all, in a lot of other um, live casts that I've heard today, people that probably wouldn't even know Chantal, I could hear Chantal, I could hear her voice in their videos, in their live streams. And, yeah. and uh, my son, too, has other people he follows, and, and we could hear her. Yeah, I went past a, a gathering of women sitting down. They're having a meeting. Yeah. I tried to join them, but I said, oh, we're just having a meeting. And Chantel said that to me, and uh, Liz Gunn was there and these others. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, she's certainly, she's certainly doing great work. Yes, and I think she's a leader. Um, she's Damien only 21. Dement down there. Is Damien Dement down there? Sorry, but was Damien Dement down there as well, was he? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But he was. He was. Uh, um, I think he's in the studio or his studio, live, living with um, Counterspin. Uh, yeah. So, he, like, he may be there. I don't know. But it looked to me like he was in his uh, usual uh, studio at his house. I'm not sure where he is. I think he's on the North Shore, isn't he, or somewhere north of Auckland. I, I can't remember. Yeah. But getting back to Chantal, you know, she's only 21, but is she's she got a head on her shoulder. Yeah. I think she's quite young. 21, 22, oh. I believe, but she's got a head on her shoulders like a 35-year-old. I'd be amazed if she was that young. But, you know, mm. I, uh, you know, the, the people who, in World War II, I remember we had a principal, a uh, headmaster at our, our school, used to talk about um, taking orders from a 19-year-old when he was in the war. That's uh, right. You know, maturity, the most mature people mature early, I guess. When I was 23, I learnt to fly, and my f flight instructor was a 19-year-old, David Seed. Well, and he was well. very serious and very yeah. good, very, very good. And uh, the head of the school, I think, I can't remember what it was called, but the head of the school was another guy, another David, can't remember his last name, but he ended up, and I think he's still at Air New Zealand, but he ended up running Air New Zealand. Um, and right. he was a great flight instructor. He was like the senior senior lecturer at, at the flight school back in 1983 right. when I went to fly. I didn't know that you flew. Yes, well, I flew. I flew. I went mean, solo at eight hours. 
and we used to take the acrobat out and we'd go and do aerobatics. I didn't know how to land the plane, but I could do a backward roll or a, back, a backward loop or a barrel roll. But I couldn't, I couldn't land very well. I could take off. That was easy. Yeah. I was, I was very nervous when he said, you, you can take around and do your first solo flight. Another fellow took me. And uh, I did. I was petrified. I, I I didn't have confidence that I could get it back down on the ground again. And the other thing too, when you know someone that weighs you know you know eighty eighty five kg steps out of the uh, the aircraft, a one five two Cessna, and you take off, you just shoot straight up in the air. You've got to. You don't want to be. Um, you've got to watch out for that. So I was before I turned. My, made my first turn. I still had the runway under me. <laughs> Normally that's I've way off. I've got this image of you stepping out of an aircraft, the aircraft taking off and going vertical. That doesn't, that's not what you meant, was it? Well, they they climb a lot quicker when there's only one person on board, one POV. Right. And I remember going downwind and calling the the tower, and back then at Fanuapai, not Fanuapai, uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, I can't remember. Ardmore or something? Yes, Ardmore. It was um, manned in those days, and um, and I remember calling downwind, you know, I think Echo Tango Zulu, I think we were. This is Echo Tango Zulu downwind, and then I was just, I thought, I hope I can get the, I was saying, I hope I can get you back on the ground again. <laughs> You'd be Were nice, you your, You'd be nice oh, to me. So yeah, my first, my first solo. So the 85kg, that was your instructor getting out, I see what you mean. Yeah, Echo Tango Zulu, yeah, he 85kgs, he got out. Leaving, and you, he says, leaving you in the plane, yep. you in the plane, don't know how to la- to land do, yet. I didn't, feel <laughs> cu- I didn't feel confident. Yes. And eight hours, he thought, I think it was eight and a half hours, he, he said I was. Yeah, sound mm. like long enough to me. No, but you know those young pilots during the Second World War. Some of those had only done sort of less than I, I don't think they'd even done ten hours. Some of them before they went on a mission. Yeah. I mean that's how short short-handed we were. Thank you very much, John. It's great, great hearing from you, and um, I'd be, it'd be fabulous if you could send me the odd link to your. Uh, to whatever you're doing, or if you're just recording stuff, I'd love to hear it. Hear yeah, from you. Yeah, well, maybe we can do a podcast uh, from Parliament. That would be good. All right. Thank you very much, John. All the very best. Okay, Grant. Okay. Morning, Steel and Tube. Kelly speaking. Oh, g'day, Kelly. I've missed a couple of calls from Steel and Tube this morning. It's uh, Grant Edward. Um, Can you tell me what that's about? There's just an order there that I was phoned about yesterday, and there was, um, I think Josh said that we had to be uh, have show a vaccine pass before we could collect, and then when I yep. phoned, phoned back uh, someone else, I can't remember the name, another another chap said, no, that's okay, you don't have to. So I thought, oh, that's good. Okay, so are you vaccinated? Um, I don't normally tell people my um, my personal health. So, okay, so yeah. what, what we do is we stand a steel and tube just to keep everyone safe. Um, we do require a vaccination um, to, uh, for you to show us a vaccination just because we're all vaccinated and, and all of our customers that come through are vaccinated. Oh, right. Um, just with the red light and Omicron, we're trying to keep everyone safe. So most of us are working from home at the moment. Um, so we're trying to limit pickups for customers and try and get things sent out. But we do have people picking up stuff still. Um, but that is one of the requirements is the vaccine pass to come in and collect from our staff. Oh. Um, and, yeah, so that's part of it. It's just the safe distancing and the contactless pickups. Yes, so well, when, when, oh, I see. So when I phoned back, so I was obviously given the wrong information. So I was given the right information from Josh, and then when I phoned back yeah. from someone else, they said, uh, "No, you don't have to be." Um, right, well, so, because we've uh, got a couple of newbies, so they may, um, yeah. So I'm not sure who you spoke to, but 
yeah, that has come from a letter from our big bosses. Right. So even though the government the government hasn't actually mandated or made it lawful, but the businesses has. So Steel and Tube have said no. Uh, we're going to require that the public are vaccinated. So it's um, very interesting. Only the ones that come into our staff and collect. So it's only the ones that come in and collect. If we have delivery, then obviously that's uh, that's nothing to do with us. But yes. if it's coming if you're coming in to collect from our staff. Um, then we, that is something that we do require. Right. Well, you see, the, my problem is uh, that is going, how, much, how much would that add? That we, you'd have to deliver that to, and so what would the charge be on that? Because I, I, I had no idea that uh, this was uh, a requirement, and I actually did ask what the COVID rules were because I thought, oh, maybe they'll make me wear a mask, but I didn't think for one moment that uh, calling into uh, a large warehouse to collect some steel that I'd be asked to show a vaccine passport, which um, I certainly wouldn't be getting one of those. It was for Duragal, um, 150 by 50 by 3 and uh, 100 by 50 by 3 and 100 by 50 by 4. Have you had quite a few people that um, don't have vaccine passes that are wanting to collect? No, we haven't actually. Uh, most most of our customers, uh, we've gone through, they're, they're fine with that, or their truck drivers are all vaccinated. Um, right. Personally, I haven't had any phone calls or oh. there's been any issues with it. So you don't have many um, people collecting the steel themselves. It's mainly mainly delivered. Oh uh, no, we do have customers that do collect because they need urgent things. Right. Um, and the ones that I've spoken to are all vaccinated. Goodness um, me. Well, so, I mean, whether yeah. whether they're vaccinated or not, um, uh, you know, because uh, it's very interesting. It's uh, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that um, we would like to... I mean, I obviously understand it's people's rights and things like that. We're just mm. going by what we've been advised by head office. Yes, just like um, um, so during the... Just before the Second World War, the uh, the Nazi party uh, made an edict that the Jews couldn't enter cafes and restaurants and parks and things, and people just followed those orders without thinking about the consequences. So I guess you maybe haven't thought it through. Following instructions, and yeah, we're just, just like they were. Like yeah. Customer service, so we just have to follow what we've been advised. Yes. What's um, the name of the a, What's the name of the manager? Is it um, Regan? Regan. Still. Yep. So that's a yeah. manager in Wangaree. Yep. And whereabouts are you? Yep. Are you not in Wangaree? So our call centre's changed a little bit. We take all the calls for Wangaree now. Oh, okay. Um, and so you've come through to Auckland, so you can come through to any of us, and we take all the calls because we've got all the um, we look at all the warehouses and, and oh. orders for Wangaree. Oh, okay. So around. you're the call centre. You're not actually Wangaree. Okay, that that might be why I got a bit of a confusion. That's all right. So how much will it be to deliver it? And also, will it be a free delivery? Because um, we weren't informed that we'd have to be. Uh, vaccinated and show a vaccine pass before we collected so the steel. you need to speak to Regan about that because I can't, I can't give you a free delivery. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's not, I'm not authorised to do that. Yes. Um, so that's something you'd need to take up with Regan. Do you want me to put you through to Regan? Oh, that, that, that would be great, area's yeah. The area's not actually on the, I'm not too sure of the charge there because it's not on the area, so just bear with me a second. Okay. Thank you. Perhaps it was Regan calling me. Yeah, possibly it could have been. Yeah. Um, 
Well, look, I, I can hang up and uh, I can call him uh, directly. Oh, okay. I can, I can put you through. Oh, um, okay. I've just got him here. Just bear with me a second. Thanks very much. Okay, I'll just put you through to the mobile now. One moment. Oh, okay. Do you have his mobile number? Yeah, just bear with me a second. I'll just put it on my phone so that... Uh, I did have it, but i got a new phone now. Oh. <laughs> okay, so number is 021. It's a long one. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate no uh, you explaining all that to me. So the company policy from Steel and Tube is that everyone going onto the grounds of any of Steel and Tube buildings will need to be vaccinated and show their vaccine pass. Is that correct? Yeah, so we don't we don't advise they have to be vaccinated, but we do require a vaccine um, that for them to show the vaccine just as to keep everyone safe. Oh, but um, but you would so be requiring them to be vaccinated because you can't don't have a vaccine pass unless you are vaccinated. Yeah, so if you're not vaccinated mm. um, with that, then that, we're just going by the letter that we got from the management. So yeah, I mean I, I don't want to get into that with you because no, I've that's just, right. just been advised. Um, of what we are required to let the customers know. Right, um, so you must have had a few people calling. Yeah, I haven't had any issues as yet um, in regards to that. I mean, the customers seem fine, the ones that want to go and collect. Yeah. But it is, it well, is they, a very... They've got no choice, have they? ...subject. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah. Most, you go yeah, ahead. most people don't... Um, are fine with it that I've come across but it is a very touchy subject for yeah. people, so I do appreciate that it is a hard subject yeah so um, are you like saying religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you saying that um, most people are happy to go in and t uh, you know just to take a, a well they're already vaccinated most of the people oh most of them are to, yep, that's already, right already vaccinated so they're like yeah yeah we're vaccinated that's fine we'll go in and no, no issues with that right um, and are you so, aware I that mean, are you aware that the government's just released that we'll have to have a vaccine every, a booster every three months? Otherwise, we're considered not vaccinated. No, I didn't hear that. I haven't actually yes. watched the news for a couple of nights. Yeah, that is the latest. You're, they're saying that you, oh, will need, you're, you won't be, if you're not boosted, you, so they want to take, the, the, oh, Bill Gates wants to make a lot of money by the sounds of it, and uh, apparently every, every dollar he puts in, he gets $20 back. And so you can see why wow. they're doing it. And I think the government's got um, an actual um, agreement with Pfizer and they can't get out of it, apparently. It's in their so contract. are they charging people? So that's still free for people regardless? I, I don't know. I think so. Um, it, yes, I think so. It costs $36, I think, that the government pays, or $36, $37 for every vaccine. And uh, they have to have a boost every three months. Right now, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it is. I think it is. It's actually mandatory. So yes, we will have to have a booster every three. Otherwise, you'll be considered like me. You'll be unclean. You'll be a no, leper. I do. I do personally think that it is hard for people, especially because you know some people have got health issues. There's yeah. reasons some people don't have it. Yeah. Um, but I know recently a lot of people, like even a couple in our company, have had the boosters. Yeah. Um, and I know that they've been quite sick through it just through the first week. They've been quite sick through their boosters. Yes. So it really is a personal choice. I, I, yeah, getting forced to do it. I know that's just really hard for people. Yes, well, it, it kind um, of I is a force, isn't it? I I know. It is, yeah, it is kind of forced, though, when you think about it. If, I, if people can't go and do business and can't go to places that they should be allowed to under the Bill of Rights, then it's kind of, it is force. The coercion is actually force in the end, isn't it? And that's right, like, you know, even my hairdresser, my hairdresser is really, really upset. I've been with her for, like, 10 years, and she cannot see people that are unvaccinated, and for her, that's devastating. 
to tell her clients that she actually can't do their hair because they're not vaccinated. Yeah, well, actually... So it's hard for people, I, I get it. Well, some lawyers are saying you should disregard that. One in particular, Liz Lambert, she's a, a lawyer, and she said that uh, the uh, WorkSafe have no authority to tell you what to do in your own business, and um, it's all just paper they, they send you. They don't actually have any authority. It's very interesting. Um, so do, what area are you in? Because I, 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 I know that in the Whangarei area, there are, and also in Auckland, there are, um, there are hairdressers that will take you. They're just ignoring the government mandates completely. So... Yeah, apparently they can get fined for that, though. Well, they do, apparently but they aren't able to. Fine. They, you, well, they, they threaten you with that, but then they, they haven't actually fined anyone, and no one's paid anything. Uh, yeah, so it's all just paper, smoke and mirrors sort of thing. Yeah, my hairdresser might be too scared to do that in case they do. <laughs> She's yeah. She's just starting out on hers, so yeah, right. she might not want to take the risk. But, yeah, it's a yeah, bit like it's, that. It's a, During 1930, yeah. in, uh, when they first started bringing out the laws against the Jews, Businesses, you know, the average German was—he um, would be fined as well if he allowed Jews to come into his cafe or into his, into his uh, restaurant. So yeah, it's ex- exactly what was happening in 1933. And of course, we know that that ended up with six million Jews being exterminated. So w- maybe I might be on the list to go to the concentration camps, and they might be exterminating oh. me. <laughs> oh, no. I do feel sorry for people that get forced into it. My dad had a heart problem, and. And basically his job, you know, they didn't force him, but it's just preferred. Mm. And it's basically, well, you can't travel. You can't do a lot of things if you're not vaccinated. No. I was against it, but when you look at what you can't do when you're not vaccinated, really, you're not left with a choice. No. Well, look, you sound like a very nice person. Can I give you my, my, my podcast? And you can have a listen and uh, and hear the other side because it seems that the the government is and uh, paying the media you know millions of dollars I think fifty three million then twenty nine million and just this week eighteen million going out to mainstream media it's as though they're becoming the state stream media and just only reporting on what the government are telling them to report and uh, so with there's a number of us there's counterspin media that's very good yeah. uh, counterspinmedia.com you can get the truth. They've got a live stream going right now with what's happening at the siege in Parliament right now. And also yeah. you've got Revolution Media there on Telegram. And then you've got me. I'm on Podbean and I'm um, Pod uh, Liberty NZ. So you can look me up and I'm Grant Edwards. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll well, you, do that. Um, you sound like a very nice person. It's been wonderful talking to you. And um, I don't envy you your job. And uh, you, I, look, I, I just think your health is not worth it if it's an experimental a biological agent and we're not fully aware of it and the government ha- hasn't been telling us exactly what's in it and, and we we know people that have actually died from it personally and we know people young people oh, 14 years did you old hear about that yeah that 12 year old that just dropped dead in his backyard that's right and rory and how, yeah 26 yes. Um, Rory's yep. story that's on our on our, on my Podbean so that's Liberty NZ go and have a look and uh, unfortunately yep. what, a, what the good thing about my Podbean is that you can um, you can listen to it while you're working away or driving in your car whereas the videos are a bit difficult aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to look that up and I apologise for no, that's all right. um, the difficulty in it. I do completely understand where you're coming from as well. That's okay. But, um, it just this seems to be the way of the world at the moment. It's wicked, isn't it? Um, yes, yeah, so I'd encourage you to, to listen and um, and then really, you know, just be careful. I'd hate to see you go and get booster and booster and end up getting sick, because um, according to Dr. Matt Shelton, 
who's an epidemiologist. Mm. The government aren't listening to any of the top uh, uh, great doctors of the world. They're only listening to these state doctors like Fauci and Bloomfield and others that seem to have an ulterior motive. Uh, Bloomfield mm. did work for the WHO, and that's we find that very interesting. But um, go and listen to them. You'll, you'll see them on... Um, Podbean. Just start looking, looking for other news so you can be more, more informed because it seems that the, even Google, they're suppressing the news. And so we use Yandex.com. That's a Russian search engine. And you're getting a lot more truth out of that. And, all, and uh, there's another one that I can't remember, but it's um, yeah, mo- most frustrating. Babies. You've got what, sorry? I've got babies that they're going to want to do soon too, so the more I know, well, the better. Well, look, this is something that um, was pointed out to me, that who will look after your babies if you are given a booster and this one is a really powerful one and it either incapacitates you, injures you permanently, or even, God forbid, you, you, it kills you. Who would look after your babies? You want to be there for them, don't you? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So yeah. hey, look. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate talking to you. And I'll give uh, Regan a ring, and see um, see if he can deliver it for me free. And then we'll have to obviously use Vulcan Steel in the future. Yeah, which is very sad for us and for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe but you could hand it on to um, management that you know, uh, you know, our our conversation. Yeah, because you would be my first actually, my oh. first unvaccinated phone call. So oh, okay. I apologise, it, yeah, it's really hard for me because obviously, you know, it's a difficult conversation that we had to have. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually got Regan's number right here. Do you want me to pop you through? Oh, okay, that'll be great. Yes, thanks so much. Okay, okay. No bye now. Lovely speaking with you. I'll check it all out. Yep, yeah, okay, all the best to you. All right. Right, thank you. Bye. Oh, g'day, Regan. It's Grant Edwards here. How are you this morning? You're not bad yourself. Yeah, good. Um, I got a call from Josh to say our order was ready yesterday, I think it was, or it might have been the day before, and then um, he said that we needed to be vaccinated and show a vaccine pass. I thought, oh, wow. And so I called back. I didn't get Josh. I, um, was, okay. I, I was called for you, but I got someone else, and they said, no, that's okay. You don't have to do that. We wouldn't do that to our customers. But is that correct? So you run no, initially, Josh said, no, we do need to be. And then when I phoned back, uh, just to see how things were going, because I missed a call from Steel and Tube, so I thought maybe it was Josh. And um, he said that I'd need to talk to you, and I couldn't get hold of you. So I, and I, anyway, I eventually phoned back, and I got someone else, and I can't remember his name. But he said, no, that's okay. You don't need to be vaccinated to just pick up. Yeah, the drivers need to be, but... Um, uh, customers, no, we're not requiring that. So that's incorrect, is it? I'd love to know who that was because we've got a company mandate that everyone that steps on site has to be um, double vaccinated as well as showing a vaccine pass. Also, oh, that would mean we'd also need the government's just uh, told us that we have to have a, a booster every three months now to retain our uh, passport. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, how do you feel about that? Yes, but you're um, um, you're aware of all the vaccine injuries and deaths that the government's not telling us about. I haven't had one, so and no one that I know of has had one. So oh, right, my neighbour here. I'm, I've got a neighbour out here, a fourteen-year-old who's got myocarditis. He ended up in Whangarei oh, really? Hospital. The doctors said, "Oh, if you have another jab, this was way back in September." They said, "If you have a jab, you, you again you will die." And uh, anyway, they then they came down and said, "Oh no, it can't be the vaccine." 
but it actually was the vaccine. And uh, Dr. Matt Shelton, who's an epidemiologist who the government seem to be just ignoring, uh, they've found, they actually have found, a lab in New Zealand has found nanotechnology in the Pfizer vials. And so uh, it's like a time bomb in the blood uh, tunnels. It doesn't always affect everyone straight away, but eventually it will. And they're saying that um, some, some of them, because we are still under trial, some people, some of the batches are actually more saline than mRNA. And, uh, but as we go further into the boosters, uh, more and more people will be affected by it. And so the um, Health Forum New Zealand have had over 600 deaths that are on their books, 300 confirmed, and yet the government's only um, owning up to two deaths, and that's Rory. Did you hear about Rory, the plumber, 26-year-old? No. What, yeah. I, what I heard is that I understand everyone has their own choices, but what I don't understand is when um, protesters walk past people with masks on that are obviously um, choosing to wear masks and then abusing them for wearing masks. Oh, well, look, I'm not aware of any of that, but what all I'm saying is that Rory was, the coroner actually confirmed that it was the Pfizer vaccine that killed him. He, he died. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not a protester or anything like that. I'm just uh, giving information. So anyway, um, Regan, what should we do about this order? Um, are you able to do a free delivery, seeing as I didn't know the, the rules? That's what Josh was calling you about. Oh, that's great. Very kind of you. Um, I'll get him to call you. I'm currently in a meeting at the moment. Yes. Um, Oh. Okay, so who was that, um, Regan? I'll get Josh to call you. Oh, Josh, yeah, he's good. He's a nice young yeah. man, isn't he, Josh? He is. Yeah. Yep, okay, no, Regan, all right. Yeah, when he calls you in about five minutes, yes. you can give him the uh, delivery address and he will send that. Jolly good. And do you, who is the managing director of um, Steel and Tube? Who's the, the, the big chief? I might need to send him an email, perhaps, or maybe give him a phone call. I'm sure. His name is Mark Malpass. Mark uh, Malpass. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, look, thanks, Regan. I really appreciate um, your candidacy. No okay, all the best. Have okay. a great day. Thank you. Okay, b- bye, bye now. Well, um, now we're speaking with Max Babe. Max is at Parliament Grounds in Wellington. Hi, Max. How are you, Grant? Very good, thanks. You've had a busy day? Yeah, it's been uh, eventful, stressful, worrying, uh, but there's also been good times as well, mostly good times, but... Uh, yeah, it's a whole mixture of uh, everything going on there at the moment. I saw some nasty things on um, some of the live ones there. I saw a, a police officer, uh, a woman that had been pulled out, and uh, she was on her, her stomach. She didn't have any clothes on. I don't, I don't know why she needed to do that. But anyway, they put a blanket over her, and they seemed to be treating her all right, um, except that uh, one big fat police male came up and uh, just decided to put his full weight on her side of her face uh, or or head with his knee and just lean down on her now that's just unacceptable but I saw that, disgraceful yeah, yeah well I that was away from us because um, mm. I was down the further down the way, uh, the monument yeah well you've got to be careful, I don't want you getting hurt yeah but um, I saw the video of it too and um, apparently she had clothes on but uh, when they just ripped it out of the group, because they were holding on to each other, arms joined, so they ripped her out of the group and uh, her dress is torn off for the process of everyone bundling together. So. Oh, truly, is that what it was? Because there were, there were, I did see a naked woman there just sitting there as well. She had no clothes on. She may have had pants on, but uh, they pulled her out by her hair. She had her, she had her back to the police line and they just, uh, two policewomen and some others, they just grabbed her by the hair and pulled her out onto the, onto the path 
and then they um, well, buy here. People with both, but in the ruckus, everybody's holding on to everybody's locking arms. There's no fighting mm. going on, punching towards the police. Everyone's yeah. locking arms, mm. and in the ruckus, uh, clothes are getting torn, shirts are getting I torn. I saw that. I saw it. that. But in this instance, she was naked uh, before she was taken out. But yes, I did see clothes being pulled off people as they're being pulled backwards and forwards because it looked like the police were pulling pulling you and then you had your own people trying to stop them from pulling you so you just about yep. had your limbs torn off <laughs> yep it's uh it's sort of it's been portrayed mm. wrongly of course we've been all given this the schooling that this is a peaceful protest no violence no splashing out if you get attacked or harassed or persecuted by anyone around here just pull your camera out and start videoing it, start recording it, mm. and leave it at that. Oh, yeah. So everybody's going with that. There are a couple of hard nuts here mm. um, that are whining and confronting the police. But, mm. um, well, they could be uh, controlled opposition. We don't know, do we? That's the thing. It's, mm. uh, well, it, there are obviously angry people around, mate. Mm. This has uh, put people out of work. This has harmed people uh, uh, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, financially. Um, it's harming people in more ways than what a lot of pro-vaxxers realise. Of course they, they do, yeah. So. That's right. And the reason why they've gone and got vaxxed is because they uh, didn't know the warning. They, didn't, they, didn't, they had no idea of the dangers, and the government well. didn't do uh, due diligence uh, on the, this whole thing. Uh, or if they did, <laughs> it was pretty bad. They've done a good scare mm. study. Uh, what good scare program? Um, yeah, and then they've done the coercing, and um, it's it's the true safe, effective uh, one true safe, effective form that was guaranteed to um, save you from COVID. Um, uh, but it doesn't, and we won't tell you what else we're putting into you mm. as well. But, um, now, now, Max, um, I, we've got some intel through John Ansel that the police are putting up lights on the on the on the area. Is that correct? Portable lights. Uh, yeah, mate. I'll put up a post post as well. They've got uh, the portable trailer roadside lights with mm. uh, four or six uh, big lights on. They've got five of those across the front of the uh, pavilion mm. in front of the Parliament um, grounds. And so they've given us a nice um, super lighting for us to uh, fiesta all night long. Um, yeah, it's a bit hard to get to sleep, though, with lights on you. That's a bit of an old, that's an old communist trick. The other thing is, too, yep. that they thought that um, there, there was a contingent of, of uh, army which are on their way to this, uh, what we've heard. They, they apparently arrived in Wellington a bit before the convoy. They were, they were already here when we arrived. Oh, I, I think this, this is a, a new lot coming from somewhere else, as far as I know. Well, they, apparently they won't engage us because we're not being um, violent and out of control and rule enough. That's right. And you're not supposed to use the army against your own citizens anyway. But the police shouldn't be and attacking. I saw police attacking people, like rushing them. They, they all had earpieces on and they, I saw it was, it was a controlled attack like fish when they're going yep. for, you know, the krill, you know, whatever, the yep. smaller fish. They, yep. It that was, was their, corralling sort of. The other boy was they were dragging people out to start with arresting them mm. twice. Uh, and they took off probably 25, 30 people. Mm. They've only arrested uh, 50 or 60 people, not 120 like they say. Oh, well, yeah. Um, it's the mainstream media for you. And I noticed they let them go. They, they walk back in. They walk straight back in. The same people that are arrested just... They... Some of them. Some of them still haven't been let out. Oh, OK. Don't know why, but, mm. but their their other ploy was um, the people were standing there. They joined arms because 
the police were just uh, rushed into them, just barged them like in a rugby scrum That's to right. push them further away, and they got them five metres back, and that was the last time they tried that. It was just, um, mm. I think, so exhausting on the police, all the stuff that they've sort of wore themselves out. They, had, they, they were doing runs of police coming and changing, just rotating shifts, mm. uh, going out the back to get food, water and drink, and then coming back out the front, going up the far end um, near beat the beehive end of the... Mm. Uh, what, a, what a disaster. Step down. They had mm. the cadets out there as well. Yeah. In, in form, um, and they, they're scared to shit. There's probably some of those that, after this, they're, they're going to leave the police force. They don't yep. Well, I, uh, today, uh, John Ansell said that um, he uh, had a report of uh, one police officer, an, uh, an older police officer, threw his badge down in disgust and walked off. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, the thing is, they've got police from all other precincts coming down here now. Mm. Some of them already arrived on planes. Mm. So tomorrow's going to be a hell day, I think. Um, yeah. But on, on another another note, um, we've heard through um, uh, Zin, Zin uh, that uh, what is it? Zello. Uh, Zello. Zello, yes, yes. Z-E-L-L-O. Um, yep. Walkie-talkie. Uh, turns your phone into a walkie-talkie yep. here, CB. Yep. Um, that Winston Peters has been sent down to um, be a mediator between both parties. Well, it's about time. So, I mean, that, that you know, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was Winston that put this um, this rotten cow in Parliament in the first place. Anyway, it was him that came out and said he chose her over Bill English. So, you know, he's got a lot to answer for. So probably he let's hope let's hope he's a real man and a real leader and comes down here and, uh, and negotiates and uh, gets that woman to get... get to, she's too scared to come out on the steps and, and, and meet the people because she knows they'll just boo her. And she's too weak. Uh, she couldn't handle it. She will only talk to people that listen to her. She's mm. got no stamina mm. to stand there and debate with other people. Well, she's got no intellect. She can't. She, she hasn't she got it in her. Cam, um, Cam Slater said that. Them, uh, mm. on, on TV or on the radio show. Mm. But... Um, that was under controlled, um, that it wasn't open um, speech. That's we right. Out here. Friendly. It's open speech. Mm. And she won't go there um, because, well, what can she say? The mandates are there to save you, uh, to stop uh, the transmission. Mm. Well, the vaccine doesn't stop the transmission. No, so it makes it worse. Mm. Why is it there? The rest mm. of the world is removing mandates. That's right. Um, but I'm going to keep them here because I think it serves my purposes better. Um, what's she going to say, mate? She, mm. She's she's blocked herself into a corner and now, she can't get out of it. I fear that Winnie is going to come down and just use it as a political ploy to get back into Parliament. Yep, I guaranteed. Um, but mm. he's the only one that's apparently showing any interest in it. So mm. well, he's not a politician at the moment. He's retired. Yeah, well, she's sending him down. Apparently, so she's sending him down. I think that's the way it's going. Well, he he wants to come down, and she wants him to come down because really? he's the only one that has a chance of the people listening to him. Well, he he wouldn't have done a year ago. I mean, he's really oh. he's really betrayed his country, Winston Peters. Well, they but they basically all have. Mm. Of course, they all have. Yeah, absolutely, they have. Um, I was going to ask you if there's something else important I need to talk to you about. Um, 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 people um, are getting tired. Yep. People are getting hurt. This evening, uh, there was uh, one guy, still daylight, he's thrown something at the police. I was sitting just there, but no one was looking at him, really. He was about four metres in front of the uh, fence line, and he's thrown something at the police or something. Um, 
four police have just come and come bolted over the fence line and dragged him down he fought them but they've put him down on the ground and cuffed him and then the crowd came in but someone said don't touch them just video them and so they they were around them but they videoed them to the wall six other police came down after some other police were going to come in but the chief said no you stand off you guys he, he pointed out to some other guys you 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 go down they came down through the fence crack and they helped lift this guy up over the wall and then they came back in and somebody got in the way that's saying that he wasn't actually involved but he got sort of trapped there so he got pulled over and arrested too so right it's don't provoke them um, or don't don't assault them if you assault them they will take you down yeah it seems like they want you to assault them it seems they were taunting from what i could see yep yep some yeah. are, and it was some certainly the police were the aggressors I mean, the, you, the police were the aggressors today, yep. trying to move the people off those grounds, which, which I think, on a point of law, they don't have that mandate, they don't have that authority to do that. They do have the authority to stop you from entering Parliament, but I don't know if they do the grounds. Yeah, there's uh, been talk of uh, the iwi going and um, contesting the rise to the ground yeah but you heard you know, liz lambert say that you know that was gifted to the crown so you know you can't give it back when you've gifted it but it's, just, mm. it's all just there's so much going on being mm. said um but tomorrow there's a, a whole heap of police are going to be out there yeah well i i don't know maybe they're going to come out tonight we don't uh, well know. this is what we're here we, we fear that they will they put lights up so that they can come in and arrest you in at night in the middle of the night or very early in the morning when it's still but dark. Apparently, we've got our crew has already arranged to have people on patrolling uh, up and walking around all night, regardless. Um, yeah, yeah. So, are the police? The police are still there, of course, all yeah, night. Big yeah. presence along the front. Big, yeah. group, big presence along the front. Um, uh, there's, I don't know, maybe over fifty mm. um, up along the front line. Um, What's the morale like in the camp? Well, everybody's partying. There's music going. It's just hardcore festivities at the moment. We've got awesome light up there, so because it could just uh, the police. Yep, and mm. um, every just hardcore um, music going, dancing, um, just people talking. It's just uh, the food's on still. They've, they've got the food outside, and it's uh, yes. Now, is that um, free food, or food are people coming in and yep, selling yep. food? No, that's free food. It's just koha from um, everyone around the country. I got some sandwiches uh, from uh, a sister, um, whoever she is, uh, from Kapati. Uh, two two uh, peanut butter sandwiches and a biscuit in a bag. Great. Uh, each sandwich in its own bag. Um, so I, I took a photo of that and put that up and um, said thank you. Um, hmm. uh, the, it's coming from all over the country. People are just chipping in, giving money to get food, or they're giving us a bag of sausages. Uh, sandwiches, breads, cakes. There were avocados there to take. Uh, it's just coming in. It's just the love, just been and support is just uh, becoming so big now. Mm. It's, um, well, you guys are front line. Are, you're front line for us. Canada, you're Canada doing this for already, us, um, aren't you? Uh, money over to support it. Mm. Um, but on another thought, um, there is now a call going out for people in their own areas. Because of this is going on here and the way that people have been treated here, 
people are now starting to protest outside their local police stations. They don't have to come down here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the local police stations and their local um, member of parliament's places. Mm. Um, apparently, people have already gone to Christchurch and um, what's it? Uh, just up from us, uh, not Hamilton. Um, uh, might Madam, be Hamilton. Madam, Madam. Cambridge. Um, oh, no, no, one of them. Um, I've, I've, my mind's going a bit. It's been fright. Yeah, it's been, yeah, you're getting tired. Mm. Yeah, you need to get some sleep. Tired and sun, and just there's so much going on, mm. mate. Um, it's fun, but they are now um, Hamilton, I think it is. Mm. They've got people protesting outside. A friend of mine said that's even happened at a couple of places up in Whangarei. Is it? They're starting to the protest out there. Hamilton, now the police are really angry there because their cells are full of protesters now. Really? Tonight. Uh, these protesters have come from where? From around the local area. People wanted to come down here and protest. Mm-hmm. Now they're seeing what's going on here and the way the protests have been treated. They're going to their local police stations and starting to protest outside. Mm. against everyone. Very good. Very good. But certainly if they can get to Wellington, Damien DeVent said today on Countersman Media, get come to Wellington. We need you. We need more people in Wellington. So if you're able to, then get to Wellington. If not, then pro to make your presence but felt outside the police or council. If you're coming to Wellington, yep. don't put any of the paraphernalia on your car. That's exactly what I was thinking. No flags, no writing. Yep. They'll stop the you. police are stopping those cars. Yes. And you're not coming through. Right. If you don't have anything, they're not they're not stopping a searching cars. You can come through. But that's unlawful because regardless of what you've got on your car, it, you have the right to travel in New Zealand under the Bill of Rights. Yep, but this is just this mm. is getting dirty, it's getting nasty, it's yep. getting... Uh, well, we know that communists uh, just override uh, the law. As John Ansell said earlier, uh, had him on earlier, he said that the communists just override all of our laws so they don't, they don't obey anything. Um, yep. So, yeah, look, I do, getting back to Winston Peters, um, I know he's betrayed us, but uh, let's hope, let's hope he can do something for the people. And uh, and get rid of this 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 woman, as John Ansel would say, what will make the go make the bitch go sooner? And so let's hope that it can. The, uh, another thing that's happening here is the police were escorting the uh, council around today down some of the streets, and they're ticketing cars mm. uh, for parking. Yeah. And so they're going to be towing them out. They were asking for tow trucks from outside to come in. There's so many people, cars to be towed. And what was the other thing that's happening? Uh, I just, um, it's gone. It was another important point of things that are going on. Well, if you're a tow truck driver and you're listening, don't go there. Don't put money in front of your country. Make your money comes last, and the people in your country comes first. Your fellow New Zealander, New Zealanders, they come first, and your country comes first. And shame on the council for taking advantage of of just a tax gathering exercise during this time. I mean, it is a lawful siege. That's what we have here. It's a lawful yep. siege, and it should be. It's not an unlawful siege. It's not. It's not a. It's not really a protest. It is a siege, and they. Ne- it needs to be uh, treated as such. Yep. Oh, and I like what you said last night. Uh, the stand. We're making a stand, and that is re- really, really good. So you know, We're shame on the stand. council. Shame on the tow truck drivers that go uh, and pull. Team of New Zealand, mate. 
That's team, right. New Zealand team. Yep. Team the, New Zealand. the the real it's team. Not the team of five million. No. That was just Jacinda's little um phrase that she yep. phrase that she wants to be remembered by, but yep. that's a load of shit. It's the team of New Zealand. Yep. Globalist was communist propaganda. Million. Yeah. She's just um hyping up her own name. Mm. So Well isn't Zealand isn't that an isn't that an if if she's called in Winston Peters to come down and mediate, well what a useless woman. What's she good for? Well, the leader of a country is supposed to be the one that meets the people when the people aren't happy with them. Yep. They don't send in a retired, you know, elderly politician. She hasn't listened to anyone. She hasn't faced up to anyone. Oh, she has. Uh, She's now, listened to Klaus Schwab from the well, World Economic Forum yeah, and Bill Gates. The people of New Zealand, she has listened to no one. Yeah, um, yeah. No one in New Zealand, uh, except for these Muppet um, epic. Geneticists and whatnot. Epidemiologists, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's uh, never got it right. He's uh, now they're calling it a super spreader. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the infection yeah. fatality rate is zero. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just the yeah. whole yeah. aura of this thing is just bad and messed up. Um, yeah. But you know that's what's expected because that's the sort of thing that's it's been that's why it's been stood up against. Hmm. So, very good, um, very good. Um, appreciate that, Max. Anything further to add before I let you get to bed? Uh, no, I, I did have another point, um, but it's just gone off my mind now. It's All right. Of, uh, I was going to go back up to it, but um, I'm probably just going to crash my car tonight. Yeah. Um, um, if you go back up there, you, you might end up being caught up in the raucous, and because you've got a bit of a disability, it, it might not be so good, especially if the uh, police are planning a, a raid tonight on the camp. Well... They've seen me around there under their eyes uh, for the last three days or well, two days of hell. Yeah, I think they'll leave you alone. Last day. They won't want to sort of throw me around. They know I'm pretty um, uh, slow at moving and I uh, have trouble getting up and down. So um, yep. they're not going to be wanting to touch me uh, in case they actually do really hurt me badly. So mm. um, that's the one thing that I do have going for me. <laughs> the people there have been really great just offering to help me out, checking that I'm okay, walking up and down the road. Um, mm carrying something it's uh, been fantastic and um, yeah. I'm becoming more humble and appreciative oh, yeah. well, that's really good alright Max will you get a good night's sleep and uh, keep one eye open right here mate and, uh, and as well so thanks for calling mate um, alright we'll, I'll, I'll start posting again tomorrow um, yep. as soon as I can get up and um, uh, hopefully nothing happens tonight if I hear it I'll be getting up and walking yep. up there and, and video in from afar yeah, and, and call um, me if you okay, want mate. to. Yeah, and we'll do this. Yeah. Okay, mate. All right, have a good night. Max Babe. Max Babe from Parliament Grounds. And uh, Max is down there uh, with the others, with the other New Zealanders, um, uh, making a stand for our rights. We want an end to the mandates. We want an end to the vaccine rollout. We don't want to be forced to take an experimental biological agent in our bodies, and we won't, we won't be... This will not happen in, on our watch. Leave our kids alone.